Thank you for joining us once again here at First Love Ministries with the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. Reverend Jonathan Warren has given us a good remedy when our cup runs over and we tend to get stressed out in his sermon titled, Slow Down. Our special music, Seek and You Will Find, is performed by duet Stephanie Solterman and her sister Sarah Oglesby. They will also do another selection for our offertory titled It Is Good. Our guest organist is Tim Smith. Our liturgist for today is Dorinda Miller. Our first scripture reading comes to us from Psalms 45, 1 and 2, and then 6 through 9. The second scripture reading is taken from James 1, 17 through 27. away calls our God. We come to worship with joy and If we claim that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God will be faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins before God and one another. Let us silently confess our sins God of justice and righteousness, your call beckons to us to live faithful lives, to turn from wickedness, to walk in your ways. Yet it is so easy to turn aside, to speak a thoughtless word, to ignore those in need, to strike out in anger, to forget your ways, forgiveness, and plant your word in our hearts and cleanse us from all evil. By the power of your love, save our souls, that we might faithfully serve you. Amen. Let us prepare our hearts for scripture by saying the prayer of illumination together. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will, discover your peace through Christ our Lord. Amen. The scripture reading is from Psalm 45, 1 through 2, 6 through 9. Let us listen to the word of God. My heart overflows with the goodly theme. I address my verses to the king. 
My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. You are the most handsome of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your royal scepter is a scepter of equity. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From ivory palaces, stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our scripture reading comes to us from the letter of James, starting with the first chapter and the 17th verse. Let us listen to the word of God. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are not like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Part of my job is to drop the girls off at school in the morning, and the other day we were late and in a rush to get out the door, and unfortunately my fuse is shorter these days, and I said things I shouldn't have. When we finally pulled up to Jacksonville Middle School, I looked up and just started laughing because school hadn't even opened yet. For the most part, I normally can handle lots of stress. But these days, 18 months into a pandemic, it's harder to be slow to anger, as it says in James. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing and hearing anger more and more these days. It's in media, it's in politics on all sides, it's on social media, it's in our community, it's in families, it's, it's even in the church. Somehow, it's easier these days to be quick to anger. I'm getting a sense that I'm not the only one this is happening to. Now, each of us has a different amount of stress we can each handle. Some can handle a lot. While others, it's harder. Depends on personality, external situations, our past, all these factors. These all factor in to determine our resiliency when facing stress. In fact, psychology experts often use a, a metaphor of a container in describing a person's state of overwhelm or resilience. And in order to demonstrate this metaphor, I brought a glass. Remember, each person has a different size glass, some larger, some smaller, depending on how much stress you can handle. So this 
container represents you, okay? Now, we all have some stress, period. It's a fact of life. If you live in this world, we each hold positive and negative stress. It's all dependent upon the stage of life and circumstances surrounding us. One book I read in seminary shared a, lot, a list of stress factors. Some weighted differently than others, but the more you checked off, the more stress you have in your container. For example, if you're getting married and you move and buy a house, get a new job, those are all positives, but they're still stressors and they fill your container. They fill your cup. Then you add a baby or trauma or sickness to the mix, and it could become overflowing or very full. Anything else could trigger anger, a breakdown, or something worse. Now, each of us has the ability to relieve stress. We can do it in healthy ways, sharing and expressing our feelings, exercise, good diet, therapy, meditation, prayer. These things can help create more room to our container. Now, if we experience something major, that might be when we need to see a professional. Can't just do those basic things. So let's see this in action. I've got this cup and a jar of water. This is your cup, and this is how much stress you can handle. And this is a jar of water, which are all the stressors and anxieties. Let's add some positive stress and some negative stress, because that's where we start, right? That's normal. But wait, you exercise. You have some good habits. You eat well, so you have maybe a little less stress, right? So this is where we are, maybe normally, pre-COVID, right? That's where we are. Then you throw in a pandemic, and work changes. and family stress. Now you eventually get used to this pandemic life, right? And you add some healthy habits. And you add some unhealthy ones too, right? So you're right there near the top. And most of us or overflowing, so you can add, so you add anything else, like something small, like your morning routine gets mixed up. And all of a sudden, we're either at the top, or we're over the edge. Now, normally, you let it slide, you move on, and you're fine but that's when your cup wasn't full. But now, anything can push you over that edge. And anger and hostility start bubbling out. One scholar says, I found this fascinating, it isn't immediately evident how full the container is becoming because we're experts at hiding this from ourselves and the world. And that's just in normal times, right? 
And so we start with that much stress, but we're tricking ourselves, right? As I said earlier, you and I see this happening all around us, at work, at home, on social media, in politics, in the church, anger, hostility, anxiety, and we don't know what to do. We've tried the tricks we used before, and it might offer a little relief, but they aren't sustaining us now. I could give you a list of all the self-care things we can do, which are still important and can be very helpful, but there's really no real theological component to most of them. In the letter of James, James is talking about how and why Christians should be disciplined. But before we get there, I want to dive a little deeper. James is speaking to both Jews and Greeks in this letter. In fact, James is using Greco-Roman philosophy intertwined in this letter. And it even gets published in the Library of Alexandria in the 3rd century when Christianity was a legal religion in the Roman Empire. See, James used coded words that Hellenistic philosophers would understand In Greek philosophy, every being had its origin in the highest being. His being is also named the source, life, light, good, truth. James calls the Christian God father of lights. But his Christian audience understands who James is talking about. His letter never actually says Jesus or Christ, but it's implied in phrases like the word of truth. James uses Greek words like logos, which means the word and reason. We're familiar with this particular Greek word because John's gospel uses it as well. In the beginning was logos. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was reason. So we understand James' double meaning when he says, be doers of the word, be doers of reason, and not merely hearers. Tell me that others here, I mean, this is exciting, right? This is where my geek Bible stuff comes out, and I'm excited about learning some of this fascinating stuff. Essentially, James is speaking to people who live out in the world. Some of them are Christians, and some of them are Greeks. And James tells them important, simple, basic truths on how to live. This is what he says. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word, the implanted reason that has the power to save your souls. So we're living in this real world, and we're supposed to rid ourselves of all that crud that it gives us. James calls it sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, which is way better than crud or any other word. That's the stuff that's bubbling over, the stress and the anxiety. Just get rid of it all. But how, James? How do we possibly do it? Then he goes into this very deep theological and philosophical discourse. Be doers of the word. Be doers of reason and not merely hearers. Like any good Hellenistic philosopher worth their salt, James throws in an allegory to explain it using a mirror. If we're only hearers of the word, 
but not doers, then it's like looking in a mirror and immediately forgetting what we look like. If we follow this perfect law and are doers and not merely hearers, then we will be blessed in our doing. He then shares a twist, different than any Hellenistic philosopher. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for the lowest-ranking people in Roman society. That's the twist. The orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Essentially, James' message is something we all need to hear. We need to slow down. I'd imagine it's a lot easier to do when the world isn't exploding or when the world isn't full of sordidness and rank growth of wickedness. That happens in a pandemic or in no pandemic. In easy or in challenging times, we are God's beloved and are called not to sit idly by. We aren't called to look into the mirror and do nothing. In fact, Calvin's ecclesiastical ordinance He designated the deacons to works of mercy as the doers, he says, of the pure religion and care of the poor. Nothing good comes from division and anger in our world. Not in our world, not in our community, especially not in our church family. Nothing good comes from rage, sordidness, and rank growth of wickedness, which the world in the midst of a pandemic or the world just in general seems to produce abundantly. So I hold up this full glass today. I know the world is only giving me more and more and more. And all this is doing is providing me more stress making me angrier. No self-help, no self-care, no quick fix. Nothing this world provides offers real relief. And if we're still just sitting here after prayer and worship and scripture readings, then we miss the message that James shares. We're not called to sit idly by. God gives us a way out. God provides relief. We've got to go straight to the source to be doers of the word and not merely hearers. We need to take care of the lowest in society, children and widows. Imprisoned, the outcasts, the poor. And we need to keep ourselves unstained by the world. That's when God takes it. And when we are doers of the word, We discover that we were never meant to hold and carry the stress and the weight of the world. We are God's beloved. And when we love and care for the least and the poor and keep ourselves unstained by the world, then that's when God takes it. And when we are doers of the word, 
it's a lot easier for us to slow down, to be quick to listen, to be slow to speak, to be slow to anger. So that's our charge today, to be doers and not merely hearers, to go out and help the least, to give food to the poor, to help the widow, to care for one another, to wear a mask around unvaccinated children. And your cup will not be filled with stress or anger, but instead it will be overflowing with God's abundance and righteousness and life. For God's abundance is much different than what the world gives us. Be doers of the word, of reason, and not merely hearers. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is good to give thanks unto thee. It is good to give thanks unto thee, O Lord, for the bountiful blessings that all can see. It is good to give thanks unto thee. It is good to sing praise to thy name. It is good to sing praise to thy name, O Lord, to declare to the people thy steadfast love. It is good to sing praise to thy name. For thou, O Lord, with a mighty hand hath blessed thy creatures through the land. Now let hymns and anthems and chorus sound to re-echo to rejoice and be glad. It is good to rejoice and be glad, O Lord, and to tell of thy glory forevermore. It is good to rejoice and be glad. It is good to give thanks unto thee. It is good. It is good to give thanks unto thee. Thanks, O Lord, for the countless gifts that all can see. It is good creatures through the land. Now let hymns and anthems and chorus sound to re-echo everywhere around. It is good to rejoice and be glad. It is good to rejoice and be glad, O Lord, and to tell of thy glory forevermore. It is good to rejoice and be glad. It is good to give thanks. It is good to sing The congregation and visitors can now enter through the east or north doors. Our in-person service starts at 10 a.m. We do, however, ask that you keep your mask on while moving about in the building. In the sanctuary, there are two sections, one for vaccinated and one for unvaccinated individuals. 
The ushers will guide you to the section of your choice. Those in the vaccinated section can now sing without a mask. Join us at www.facebook.com slash firstpressjax slash and join our Monday First Press Jacks community group, which meets at 7 p.m. every Monday. This is a question, answer, and sharing group with the pastor. This is a private room, and you will be asked a few questions before entering to make sure you are a human and not a robot. Presbyterians with a Purpose is another program available at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville for individuals needing to contact someone during these challenging times of the pandemic. You can visit that link. Just visit our homepage and find the link for Presbyterians with a Purpose. We also offer a Sunday live service starting at 9.55 a.m. You can visit www.firstpresjax.org slash donate and make your contribution there. Or send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You also can contribute to your bank using bill pay. If an account number is needed, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's office at firstpresjax.org. 